Jake here. Thank you for taking a trip to the past with me. The original podcast version of The Americans will be released weekly, but if you don't want to wait, then go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. You'll receive access to all of The Americans as well as early release novels, audiobooks, and other exclusive extras. That's jakebible.substack.com. Now enjoy the original podcast production of The Americans. Cheers. Warning. This podcast reading is for mature audiences only. You will not be warned again. Welcome to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans, book two in the Dead Mech Apex Trilogy. The Americans is a side quill to Dead Mech, meaning it takes place simultaneously with book one. You can listen to this novel first or start with Dead Mech. Go to jakebible.com for more information on this podcast, Dead Mech, and other fiction by Jake Bible. Enjoy. And once again, welcome back to the Americans, everybody. Oh no, my mic cord's all tangled. I can't wander around doing this intro. I'm tethered. I can't stand being confined. All right, got it untangled. We're all good now. Aren't you glad you got to hear that part? I'm not editing this out. You get to hear the real life trials and tribulations of a writer and podcaster. That's that's the gift I give to you. Anywho, all right, we're on to, what is this, episode nine of The Americans? Episode nine, we're already there, almost into the double digits, folks. This is the last single digit, unless you count that zero. You know how I had like zero nine? I guess zero is a digit. It's a placeholder, at least. <sighs> Math. What are you going to do with it, really? So, there are some promos at the end of this. I am going to put promos on. Uh, I have no idea what promos. I will look through my handy-dandy little promo library. It'll be a surprise. I may not even tell myself until I write the show notes. I like to keep things, you know, spicy. That's, that's how I do it, you know. Keep the, keep the love and the spontaneity alive in my relationship with podcasting. <laughs> oh. Anyway, yes, there will be promos. Um, oh, and also uh, just a reminder, don't forget, if you haven't ordered Scott Sigler's The All Pro, if you haven't pre-ordered the limited edition hardcover, go to scottsigler.com and do so. Use the code MECH, M-E-C-H, in case you don't know how to spell MECH, M-E-C-H. Use that code, you get $3 off. That's just a great deal, folks. That's awesome. Go do it. You're going to love the All-Pro. It is Star Wars meets the Godfather meets the blind side. Seriously, <laughs> it's pretty freaking cool. Anyway, um, what else do we got going on? Hey, print edition of Dead Mech is available. Go to Amazon.com. Look up Dead Mech. Go to my website, jakebible.com. Go to Buy the Fiction. Link is there also. Um, Bethany and the Zombie Jesus will be available in print very shortly. I've got the final proof. Going to go over it this weekend, this Easter weekend. And happy Easter, everybody. And since it is Easter, and we're talking about the Zombie Jesus, Bethany and the Zombie Jesus for Kindle is on sale at $1.99 now. Was $2.99. It is $1.99. Not sure how it got that way. Wink wink but hey it's there so if you haven't purchased that yet go get it 
Bethany and the Zombie Jesus is a kick-ass novelette, and then there's 11 other short stories in this collection. It's a sweet little gift. Give it to people. Show them you love them. Give them Bethany and the Zombie Jesus. Nothing says Easter love like Zombie Jesus. I'm telling you. Are you listening? I'm telling. You should be listening. You've got earbuds in right now, right? You're not just spacing off while I'm rambling along. Do you space off while I ramble? I, oh my God. I don't, I don't know how to react to that. Anyway, I can get past it. I'm a professional. It's all okay. Yes, Bethany and the Zombie Jesus. Links are on jakebible.com. And um, yeah, $1.99. Check it out. And you may want to check it out now because Bethany and the Zombie Jesus might turn into something more. I've, I've got ideas. I'm, I'm an imaginist. I imagine ideas. They pop in. They just, whoo, there they are. They come from the ether, the ether, the ethereal cloud that floats above us all, for those of you who believe in ethereal clouds. So yes, anyway, Bethany, zombie Jesus, Easter weekend, marriage made in heaven, or hell, really, <laughs> if, if you want to look at it that way, because I do write horror. So I think, really, is that it? Is that all I have to say? No, it is not. Parsecs. Yes, the podcast awards, annual podcast awards are, um, you know, open for nominations. Dead Mech, best novel, is eligible this year. Last year it wasn't because I hadn't finished it in time. This year it is eligible. So you can go to, I believe it's parsecawards.com or parsec.com. I'll put it in the show notes. Jeez, you guys are so demanding. But anyway, go there. Nominate Dead Mech. Not that I'm just like saying, oh, nominate me, nominate me. But a lot of you wanted to nominate it last year. It wasn't eligible, so this year it is, so that's why I'm saying it. Also, this year, I actually have short stories out there. Don't forget, there was brain squeezins in the feed. So I know a lot of you liked Leather Belts and Wooden Spoons. Hell, nominate that little bitch right there. And um, all the freaky bed bugs of the world freaked a few of you out. Shit, man, nominate that. Why, why the hell not? I've got a few others in there. Go listen. If you haven't listened to Brain Squeezins, you're not a fan. I don't know you. Who are you? Take those earbuds off and you leave right now, mister. Yeah, you leave. That's right. You're grounded. You are grounded from this feed. You come back when you've learned something, all right? And for the rest of you, hey, thanks, as always, for listening. You guys rock. You are awesome. I hope everybody has a, you know, happy birthday Easter Bunny Day. And I think that's about it. Listen to the promos at the end. Go to scottsigler.com. Use the code MEC to get $3 off on the pre-order of the All Pro Limited Edition hardcover people. Won't be around forever. And go to jakebible.com. Click on Buy the Fiction. Get yourself a trade paperback copy of Dead Mech. It's at a great price. It's a better format. It's awesome. And don't forget, Bethany and the Zombie Jesus is $1.99 for Kindle. That's a great deal, folks. I mean, come on. You can't even get a sandwich for that anymore. Seriously. Seriously. I think my words are worth more than a freaking egg salad sandwich. Don't you? All right. Enough rambling. Enough shilling. Enough whatever I'm doing. You guys all rock. Love you. I do. That's me pounding my chest. You're awesome. Cheers, y'all. Chapter 11 What happened back there? 
Heather asked, sitting next to Beth in the small four-person hydro skiff Billy was able to scrap together. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Beth watched the dark waters of the canals skim by, the lights of Amsterdam's buildings creating shimmering images in the skiff's wake. Heather watched the girl for a moment, not sure if she had heard the question. Finally, Beth turned to her, tears spilling from her eyes. I think, she sniffed, I, I think I'm going crazy. Melissa glanced back, about to make a snide remark, but Heather gave her a stern look and she faced forward again. How do you mean, Beth? Heather asked, taking the girl's hand in hers. Beth's fingers entwined Heather's and she gripped them with a ferocity that startled Heather. I, I heard voices, Beth said, or a voice. No, no, there were two voices. They were yelling. Things were spinning. I, it wasn't me. But I was. Has this happened before? Beth looked at Heather alarmed. I, I don't know. I can't remember. My past is... It's all fuzzy. Like I'm forgetting stuff. Like I'm dissolving. We're here, Billy announced, cutting the skiff's drive and piloting the small craft over to a long dock situated in front of a loud nightclub. Everyone off. He'll be inside. Two large security guards stepped forward, palms out in warning, as they stared down at the bloody, dirt-encrusted foursome. You can't dock here, one of them announced. It's okay, Billy said, hands out in a placating gesture. We're on the permanent guest list. Guests? Who you guests of? The other asked, activating his wrist console. Prince Alexander Tartaroff, Heather said, stepping up on the deck, not waiting for an invitation. Tell him his wife is here. We got another chunk, a worker shouted from his incident suit. Good size, too. Yeah, scans show that's the last of it, his foreman cried. Crane it to a lorry. I'll tag it and set the containment. We'll get it out of here for LOMSD analysis. Then maybe we can shut the site down and get home. You aren't fucking wrong there, Gov. The worker tapped at his wrist and activated a hover crane. The machine floated above the chunk of BC, dropped a massive set of claws and gripped the chunk firmly. Lifting it onto the last waiting lorry, the man switched his controls off as the foreman took over. Driver is giving the thumbs up. Then get it the fuck out of here, the foreman shouted, moving in onto the next step for securing the atmospheric processors and getting them online. The worker gave the all-clear sign, and the lorry moved slowly from the site, passing through a massive decon unit, then pulling onto a dark road lined with LOMSD troopers. Once a few kilometers away, the lorry stopped, pulling onto the shoulder. The passenger door opened, and a body was roughly shoved out into the drainage ditch. Charlie Masterson shut the passenger door, double-checked his side and rear vid views, and pulled back onto the asphalt taking a distinctly different direction than the LOMSD analysis facility set up just a couple kilometers away. Miss Walton, how nice to see you, Sasha said, meeting the group at the door, the two security guards refusing to let them off the dock and into the nightclub. Now, get in that tiny thing of a boat and go away. Fuck you, Sasha, Heather grinned with menace. We need to see Alex. It's kind of important. Sasha rolled his eyes and glanced at the security guards. They quickly made themselves scarce at the far end of the dock. Oh, I'm sure it is important. I've been watching the holocasts. Doesn't look like a good time for the... Sasha trailed off as he spotted Billy. What the hell is that doing here? He spat. 
Haven't you caused enough damn trouble, you... you scabhead? Everyone keeps calling me that like it's an insult with weight, Billy shrugged. Trust me, scabhead is one of the better names I've been given. Oh, I'm sure of that, Sasha sneered. I'm surprised Miss Walton is even with you, considering you killed her sister and your own brother. <clears throat> Heather coughed, glaring at Sasha and nodding behind her. Sasha glanced around Heather and Billy, noticing Beth and Melissa for the first time. Dear me, little Mel, oh, sweetheart, come here and give Uncle Sasha a hug. The steward shoved past Heather and embraced Melissa fiercely. Melissa stiffened and pushed away. What? You don't remember me. He looked at Heather, offended. She doesn't remember me. She doesn't remember a lot from that time, Sasha, Heather said. Please, can we see Alex? Sasha ignored Heather's plea and appraised Beth. I don't know you, do I? Sasha! Heather shouted, causing the security guards to move towards the group. Sasha quickly waved them away. His Highness isn't available at the moment, he began. Heather opened her mouth instantly to protest. But I will show you to his suite and you may wait there until he returns. He grabbed Melissa by the shoulders and smiled. It's so good to see you, little one. I'll have the kitchen make some sandwiches. I believe turkey on rye with extra, extra mayo is your favorite. Melissa's eyes widened. How did you know that? Oh, sweetie, I know more about you than apparently you do. He laughed, took Melissa's arm, and led the group into the nightclub. I like turkey, Billy said. You get nothing, junkie, Sasha snapped as they stepped into the swirling lights and pounding bass of the club. Mr. Stone heard Reginald's strangled cry just as he stepped into the pub's WC. He debated whether to go back and help or to try to get through the small alley window in the third stall, he knew, in his gin-addled state, neither decision was a safe one. I'm going soft, he slurred as he walked back into the pub's bar room. Mr. Stone, a Miss Isley's voice cackled from a dark corner. Join us, please. Stone instantly noticed the lack of patrons and realized his night had gone from career-ending to possible life-ending. I'd rather not. Well, the choice isn't yours, really, Miss Isley smirked. Mr. Stone stood stock still as his partner's body was shoved from the booth in the corner and onto the dirty pub floor, a mind spike jutting from his forehead. Mr. Stone stared at Reginald's blank eyes, trying to muster up some remorse or regret, but all he felt was numbness. He stumbled over to the bar and climbed over it, falling roughly to the ground. With a good deal of effort, he pulled himself upright and snatched what would be his third full bottle of gin from the shelf. After taking several long pulls, he slammed the bottle down. Fuck you! He promptly vomited. I have to say, Mr. Stone, Miss Isley grinned, you're handling this better than expected. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex announced as he walked back into the cabin, I regret to inform you that, by circumstances well beyond my control, our trip this evening will need to come to an end a little sooner than anticipated. We're not going to fall out of the sky, are we? Julian asked. Um, no, Alex said. There have been some, well, international incidents that have occurred. We'll regroup back at the club and go from there. International incidents? Timon asked. I haven't been notified of anything. Hey, my comm is not active! All the VPs immediately checked their comm status and found their signals blocked. 
What is the meaning of this, Tartaroff? The second woman, a silver-haired beauty, demanded, pulling another of your scams. Calm down, everyone, Alex placated. All comms have been blocked so our location could not be tracked from orbit. Hard to explain why your signal is being received at 3,000 meters, don't you think? The VIPs all glared, but none argued. Again, I do apologize, and all will be explained once we land. Beth held her head in her hands as Heather helped her through the doors of Alexander's private suites. The flashing strobes and thumping, deafening music of the club's dance floor had nearly pushed her over the edge. Will she be all right? Sasha inquired, issuing the group through two more sets of doors and into a large sitting room with a view of the canal below. Sure, Heather said. It's just been a very long day. Are you all right? Sasha asked, but was quickly answered as Heather doubled over and fell to the floor. She was soon retching up more red-black goo, but this time it had an overpowering metallic scent and even seemed to have a bit of sheen to it beyond just the glistening wetness. Dear God, I'll get a physician. No, Billy shouted. Don't, Sasha. We, we can't have anyone know we're here. Not to worry, William, Sasha glared. Dr. Van Neff is very discreet. He would have to be when dealing with the prince. No, Sasha... Heather gasped. Billy is right. No more exposure than we already have. I wouldn't be surprised if the LOMSD satellites haven't already tracked us here. Please, dear, Sasha scoffed. They may have tracked you, but they have no clue you are in this building. His Highness has five square blocks shielded from any and all surveillance. You are perfectly safe. Not if they nuke us, Melissa said. They're not above doing that. Nuke you? Sasha looked puzzled. I'm sorry, have I missed something? Billy laughed. What's this? Sasha Vernikova caught off guard. The great steward of the Tartaroff dynasty isn't in the know. Billy, quiet, Heather scolded, composing herself and taking a glass of water Melissa had fetched. Sorry about the mess, Sasha. Nothing strange to me, dear, Sasha rolled his eyes. And speaking of mess, I think all of you could do with a new wardrobe. He stepped to the door. I'll see what can be scrounged. Still a solid size four? As always, Heather grinned. Now, the girls look more like sizes three and one. Sasha put a hand to his face in mock conspiracy. Beth, sweetie, eat something, please. No one likes a stick. He winked and left the group alone in the room. Is he saying I'm the fat one? Melissa scowled. Hardly, Billy laughed. I've eaten scabs bigger than you. Speaking of... No, Billy, Heather said. You need to be clear. Hard to be clear when it feels like fire ants are crawling under my skin, he complained. I lost my stash in our ever-so-fun boat ride and beach party. I can just pop downstairs right quick. I know someone is holding. Pretty sure I spotted two growers on our way up here. One was pretty cute. She hasn't gotten too deep yet. Those are always the best. No, Heather said flatly and Billy shut his mouth, slumping into an overstuffed chair with a toddler pout firmly on his face. "'Are you really married to Prince Alexander Tartaroff?' Beth asked quietly. "'Long story, but yes,' Heather frowned. "'We never got around to the annulment. It's not like I get to use the country estate or house on the Riviera.' "'Does Alex even get to?' Billy asked. "'Last I heard, he was on the outs with his sis, the Empress.' Billy glanced around, appraising the room, although he seems to still be doing okay for himself. Yes, well, unlike commoners such as yourself, William, 
Alexander announced as he shoved the doors open. Royalty never really falls far. It's the privilege of good breeding. But I guess Americans know all about good breeding. He crossed quickly to Heather and gave her a quick peck on the cheek. Wife? Husband? Heather responded, grinning in spite of herself. Ugh, you smell of vomit! Alex pinched his nose in exaggeration. And surprisingly, you don't, Heather mocked. Well said. The prince winked and walked over to Melissa. My dear sweet Mel, you have grown up. Back off, Al, Billy growled. Seriously, William, do you think me that low? He held up a hand. Don't even answer, scabhead. Billy rolled his eyes at the overused insult. Now, who is this? Alexander asked, taking Beth's hand and kissing it. We have not met. I'm Prince Alexander Tartaroff, next in line for the throne of the Russian Empire, and you are? Um, I'm, well, Beth stuttered, Elizabeth Laughlin, next in line for the crazy house. Oh, Alex laughed. She's funny. Sasha came in with an armload of clothes, quickly dumping them on Billy. There should be something for everyone in here. Food is on its way up. I have to attend a business with His Highness, but I'll check on you in a few minutes. Right, business, Alex said. Duty calls. This lavish lifestyle doesn't pay for itself. And neither do you, I suspect, Billy sneered. New scam? Alexander glared at Billy for a moment. At least I attempt to work for my money instead of hustling cock gobbles in the men's room. Doesn't make you less of a whore, Al. Boys! Heather shouted. Come on, five minutes. Really? You can't go five fucking minutes? Sorry, dear. Alex smiled. He bowed curtly and followed Sasha out of the room, closing the door securely behind him. You know what is going on, right? I just heard of the attacks, Sasha said gravely. Will this affect your proposal? One may well strengthen it, Alex said, but having them show up is too risky. Get them fed and then out the fucking door. I don't need the LOM up my ass right now. Your Highness, Sasha said, disappointment clouding his features. I understand kicking the junkie to the street, and I know you and Miss Walton have a troubled history, but sweet Mel and the other girl. How long has it been since we've seen her? Twelve? Thirteen years? She doesn't know us, and we don't know her, Alexander responded coldly. Americans are out of favor and out of power now, Sasha. Two things I refuse to be. Make them disappear. You've been listening to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans. This novel and recording are protected under whatever latest, greatest Creative Commons license is out there currently. Share this all you want. Just don't even try to make a buck off it without the express permission of the author, me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please go to jakebible.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the re-release of the original podcast production of The Americans. Don't want to wait each week for a new episode? Go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. Want more audiobooks? Go to jakebible.com for info and access to dozens of Jake Bible fiction audiobooks and ebooks. Cheers.